Hello everyone, welcome back to yet another episode of the Forever Forward uh, podcast and if you are still grappling with the name change, uh, we have re- we, we've sort of changed the name of the podcast from Facility Management Times to Forever Forward. We thought that we had to broaden our horizon beyond facilities management and that is precisely why I have uh, Zul with me as today's guest. Uh, um, hey Zul, uh, lovely to have you uh, with, with, with us. Would you like to say hello to yeah, the listeners? Yeah. Yeah, hello everyone. Um, <clears throat> I'm really happy to be here. Thank you very much to Mesh for arrange uh, to arrange the session with me, and then it's been it's been a lot of uh, discussion in space uh, recently for me myself, and I'm really happy to be here. Thank you very much, uh, Mesh. Perfect. I mean, absolutely a pleasure to have you, and 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 uh, we are absolutely aware of the fact that how popular you are in your country <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to the topic around uh, what we have. So. For the benefit of the listeners, I mean, uh, we're going to talk about the state of, of, of enterprise asset management or asset operations and maintenance, facilities mm-hmm. management, kind of the intersection of all of that with Zul. Yeah. Uh, Zul is founder, uh, co-founder of Fox Facility Solutions. Basically, it's a CMMS. Uh, he runs a consulting company as well, Infinity Wave. He's very popular. He's a thought leader in the space in the country. But I think what I was particularly very excited about when I first spoke to Zul was the fact that his his, his growth from uh, from from being a practitioner to to then starting to look at how technology can assist the people, and which I think is is one of the most important aspects of what, how we connected uh, as as founders, mm-hmm. right? But I think I'll, before we progress, Zul, why don't you give uh, everyone a brief introduction of 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 your of all that you you've been doing and and your career so far yeah thanks um i mean i've been like uh at around 15 years of experience in this space so i've been <clears throat> going from one company to another but stick to the areas of uh, facility automations uh, rnd strategic planning of facility management and even running the facility myself with a bunch of people mm. so also got involved with construction and I got to see a wide range of uh, perspective from those areas, whether you want to make an improvement in terms of automation of facilities, running it uh, for FM and construct the building itself. So it's a bit, uh, a bit, uh, big opportunity for me. Uh, I'm a bit lucky to have experienced all of this and currently I'm running Infinity Wave, which yeah. help a lot of organizations uh, even uh, some government agencies uh, that we collaborate with to help them to go through with their journey for digital transformation. So our areas is a lot on build environment and how technology can actually uh, be adopted in more efficient, productive ways. Mm. So that's that's a bit of a summary of what I have uh, been doing perfect. and done. <laughs> no, perfect. So we look forward to the conversation. So I think we'll get started. I mean, that, that's obviously a, a, a remarkable journey so far and I'm sure the best is yet to come. Uh, uh, but help us understand what's the, uh, you know, a long time back, I did a podcast, which was called state of facilities management in Southeast mm. Asia. Uh, right. But then I realized that, and, and as we were talking with my, uh, co-host JJ, while he was with, with OCS there, PCS, um, as it's known in Thailand, uh, is that every country is very different. We, we sort of, uh, sort of bring them into one, one umbrella and say Southeast Asia, where I'm saying Singapore is very different to, to Indonesia to very different to Malaysia. So what do you think is the current state of, of asset operations maintenance in Malaysia? 
firstly, you may want to uh, share an overall perspective and then maybe uh, zero down on on built environment. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Okay, for I think for the past about twenty years or so, uh, Malaysia has been developing a lot in that areas. Uh, the FM itself, facility management, has been recognized mm. by the government and a lot of organization nowadays. It started back in uh, I think late nineties where FM <coughs> already established, and one of the key uh, reason uh, for this is the privatization of uh, hospital maintenance in Malaysia. Mm. Mm. So the previous, I think the previous uh, Prime Minister of Malaysia <coughs> mentioned that we need to do a lot more for facilities and building. And mm. we cannot really have first-class infrastructure with third-world uh, country mentality. That's that's a bit controversial <laughs> for him to say that, but it's it's kind of a struck the right sense. button. Yeah. yeah. Kind of yeah. struck a lot of button to a lot of people and stakeholders. That's mm. why uh, you can see a lot of uh, organization like uh, MEFM, mm. uh, uh, organization like uh, Nafam, uh, Magma. They are in that space on mm. on their own, uh, but working on uh, their own effort to improve things around. So mm. <clears throat> there's a lot of uh, areas to be improved on because mm. we started off with uh, upkeep and maintenance of building. So that's mm. a bit. Mm. Uh, things mm. behind the scene and it's mm. not really glamorous mm. and people normally neglected it. So, <clears throat> uh, I just got back from the FM Asia conference recently and there's a lot of uh, discussion made uh, currently on how to actually move the industry forward. Mm. And we are looking into uh, technology adoption, uh, some transformation in terms of uh, organization structure. Even we are talking about uh, the structure of the procurement itself in mm. Uh, for example, government space where they are one of the largest, if not the largest uh, asset owners in Malaysia. So <clears throat> there's a lot going on. And I'm also uh, personally involved with uh, one of the local university to, to be mm. their advisor into this space. They are currently trying to introduce a facility maintenance engineering course, which is mm. quite new and in touch, intersection, I would say, between mechanical, uh, civil, electrical, and a little bit of electronic, which is not being done before in Malaysia because we were traditionally known as mechanical engineers, <laughs> electrical engineers, or civil engineers. So by having this facility maintenance engineer, you can see that these graduates can actually look into the areas of facility itself rather than stick to their one uh, conventional engineering courses. So mm. there's a lot of going on and it's a bit interesting. What? One recommendation include the, the basics of data skills as well over there, because I think that's that's going to be the fundamentally mm-hmm. the most important right. thing. So that's just one recommendation. I'm glad to hear that yeah. that's that's happening. But but tell tell us more about what kind of an adoption has been there in terms of let's say because when you when you look at technology, the most basic software that that the adoption that should be there is like a a, a CMMS stroke CAFM. I know they both are are very mm-hmm. different, but kind of interchangeably used. So I'm I'm so what what yeah. percentage adoption is there? I mean or um, yeah. in, in Malaysia right now. Okay, this is uh, quite interesting because uh, I presented a paper recently also um, on technology adoption among facility managers. And one of the uh, participants actually pointed out uh, the list of technology that I presented in my paper actually is not half, even half available in the market. <laughs> so this is a bit, uh, I mean, I, I don't take offense on the comments and the question uh, posted. He, he, he's actually one of the professor in local university. Mm. So I told uh, him, basically, we got 
uh, tangled up and confused by the commercial names posed by the vendors because mm. they wanted to push their unique selling proposition into mm. specific name when it's actually a CMMS, mm. a beam and so on. Mm. So <clears throat> by having an, uh, a good understanding about the technology areas and key areas of uh, FM implementation is good. Mm. This is where Malaysia should do a lot more in this area because there's a lot of uh, trending coming in about BIM, but <clears throat> and a lot of players actually realize and they kind of agree that it's not really useful for them to adopt certain technology because it's trending and they wanted to go back into the areas that actually meant something for them and make impactful uh, change. For example, mm. I want to have like information management better for my facility and what are the areas that I can improve on. It does, does not necessarily be BIM. So they, they kind of uh, understand that. So this is where <clears throat> uh, the conversation began. You need to have a like, basic fundamental understanding about the areas of technology. But, but where, where is, is Malaysia right now? So for example, if we were yeah. to say, I absolutely <laughs> agree with you, by the way, when you mm. say that a lot of uh, no, names come out, and again, we were talking offline, that mm -hmm. they are themes which which either the marketing folks take out or or the venture capital folk takes mm -hmm. out someone takes out and that theme runs for some time and then you bring some other theme yeah. uh, but but the, but but again when you look at uh, if you if you look at uh, a cmms or a CAFM, again interchangeably being used over here <laughs> is kind of the the basic where you need that software to to sort of operate and run your assets mm -hmm. and manage the facilities um, versus you could do it on paper, but how much of that is happening? What percentage adoption? Yeah. Um, the survey around 150 facility managers in Malaysia is around, we can say that from four stages of uh, technology adoption will be early majority, which is which is quite low actually. It's around 54 okay. to 60%. Okay, okay, mm. okay. And uh, is that, have you have you seen that changing now? recently and if if yes then what's what are the drivers that are making that change yeah okay um there are some uh, movement changes uh, and then some uh, change in in terms of understanding mentality and they wanted to have a good balance between investment and okay the return from it mm. this is where it's coming into uh, for Malaysia industry mm. they have a good and better understanding into the balance of return on investment and the investment need. So mm. we are going into that area. And mm. the areas that we are going into is really good because when the stakeholders, the key uh, decision makers are going into that space, mm. they wanted to know more how to make it more efficient and they can actually understand what are the return of investment, not really uh, restricted to monetary. Hmm. But also the soft return that, like I said, mentioned uh, in the conference, hmm. the balance of uh, your work and life hmm. and the stress handled by the facility team, of course. So hmm. those are the, the, the things that being uh, talked about now, which is really interesting and good. Hmm. And I mean, uh, you know, globally we are seeing it. So before I actually come to this question, now, when you look at Southeast Asia as a cluster, you, you see Singapore sort of um, <laughs> slightly as yeah. the, uh, you, I don't know whether you would want to call IT as the head, but yeah. um, it's, 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 the, it's, it's that okay. country, it's yeah. that country that one always wants to benchmark mm -hmm. against. Where, where would you, where, where would you see the state of, of, of FM asset man in context to where it is in Singapore? Mm -hmm. I mean, 
uh, Southeast Asia is a bit diverse. There's a lot of... Uh, it's like a very diverse. Yeah, very, very, very diverse. diverse. Uh, politically, the people in... The, I think cultural, region, cultural, yeah, culturally, yeah. yeah absolutely. So, absolutely. <clears throat> geographically, uh, in terms of geographically, and then how the built environment space grow as well is, is a big influence True. in that. True. So... I cannot really compare Apple to Apple between Malaysia and Singapore, but uh, in terms, I mean, economically, we know how Singapore grows and the areas. Yeah, mm-hmm. so <clears throat> it's it's a bit. Uh, I mean, it's a bit unfair actually to to compare. Makes sense. Uh, Makes both sense. Sides. But I can I can see that uh, this the, the the industry in Malaysia is is really growing positively. People now people now taking uh, more part, uh, participation into that area where they wanted to have difficult conversation, even the government yeah. agencies. Mm. So we mm. want to change this. So, mm. and people respond to it. So this is where I, I, I think... It's a, it's a welcome change. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. So I think uh, probably leads, leads me to the next question, which I had for you, mm-hmm. is that globally, when like, we work with FM companies across, largely across Middle East, UK, Australia, mm-hmm. uh, and there's a, there's a huge focus on, on being able to move to data-driven maintenance, now, which, is, which, is, mm-hmm. which is you can't do that overnight, and there's a lot of process. Yeah. I mean, so it's not just tools that can help you get there. As I think you mentioned earlier, organizational and cultural change within FM also needs to happen to be able to get there and plus contracts and others. But are you yeah. seeing that happen in Malaysia as well now? Some Marku uh, FM companies or, or Marku asset owners saying mm-hmm. that, hey, we do want to change the way we are maintaining, operating and maintaining the assets? It is, it is. Uh, it's, it's definitely happening now. Um, there's a lot of companies now talking about data gathering, uh, data management, they wanted to know more. So <clears throat> the conversation that we have now is much more better than I can say five, ten years ago, where we mm. were still talking about what's the difference between building maintenance and FM. Mm. Now we are talking into the space of uh, how actually my data can benefit my operation. Mm. And I there's a lot of uh, conversation also. I don't want to put 1,000 sensors that collect millions of data, but useless. This is the conversation that we have now. It's really great because people now start to wonder where and why and how. So they're so, more aware yeah. and, and they're more they're more aware about everything and, and obviously more yes, thoughtful. Correct. That makes sense. That mm-hmm. makes, sense. makes sense. Now, just so so if the change is, is really happening or people are talking about it, who is making that change happen or talk conversation <laughs> happen? Is it is it more from the 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 private facility management players, like whether, whether it's in-house or outsourced? Or is it the asset owners who are saying that, hey, this needs to happen? Or, or as we mostly see, it's like people like us talking about it. But, <laughs> uh, but, but uh, so what, what's happening in Malaysia? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because uh, this has happened uh, in recent conference also. Uh, there was a question posed by the participant to one of the key uh, government officers about value add in the contract. Mm. And this person mentioned specifically about technology adoption. <laughs> <laughs> so government need to realize and recognize actually uh, the innovation part, technology uh, that they being introduced into the contract and add it into a, an extra points. Uh, he said, so that we can go into more innovative solution rather than specific uh, upkeeping, doing this, removing the and cleaning this. So <clears throat> your question uh, about who should be uh, 
I mean, be responsible. And who should make the move yeah. versus being responsible? <laughs> okay. Everyone's responsible, by the way. Correct. So now the industry is is starting to making a big noise into this. They wanted to okay, let's push this to the asset owner, which is government and private also. So <clears throat> by having this, uh, I would say consensus among the players, people like us, mm. it's a big drive. For asset owners now to think about, oh, okay, hmm. actually I can benefit from this. This is what they want. Not only benefiting them, but hmm. us as asset owners. So it's interesting because the conversation now is not really behind the scene. It's really open and transparent. Wonderful. That's wonderful. Yes. Yes. That's wonderful. I mean, again, just just on, so it's a wonderful that conversation is happening. I mean, I you know one would like to believe that that India being probably. <laughs> I mean, I I don't want to go into where India and Malaysia are economically because I I'm probably not the best uh, of judge there. But one of the things is like we wish that those conversations happen in India. I don't think they're happening to a very large extent. So I mean, in in that say what what you're saying probably in that case Malaysia definitely seems to have uh, yeah, yeah, have, yeah, have taken. Be. I mean, like, I mean, I, 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 I mean, again, the problem is is not that the conversations aren't happening. I mean, everyone talks in conferences, mm-hmm, yeah, but yeah. the but the real problem I see as well is the is the fact that you may add a line item in the contract which is you will have brownie points for innovation, but by the way, you still need to give hundred people for the for the job. Mm-hmm. You still need to maintain the asset every month, uh, every three months, mm-hmm. every six months. Then then the, there's a mismatch that happens that right. while you want the technology to be brought mm-hmm. in. But then you are not allowing technology to really uh, change any of that. Yeah. But again, mm-hmm. great that that conversation is happening. I think we should definitely check with you in in six months' time to see how things <laughs> have gone uh, yeah. in, in in that sense. Uh, apart from built environment, what other industries or or mm-hmm. or segments are really looking at changing uh, asset mm-hmm. uh, sort of the, the the entire operations and maintenance landscape? I'm I'm okay. sure that uh, yeah. I mean- yeah. From my limited knowledge on mm. other mm. industries, of course, mm. uh, we've been engaging uh, energy companies, uh, oil and gas, uh, manufacturing plants, of course, they were always on uh, PNL right. and Ribbon. Right. They wanted to go into that specific area where really mm. efficient mm. uh, operation. Mm. Um, so, <clears throat> those are the areas that uh, we are engaging at this point of time uh right. not much that i can say on other areas but uh we're looking that's a fairly good that. spectrum yeah, yeah with a fairly good spectrum mm-hmm. um in that sense and also one thing i mean like has has the energy prices in malaysia really skyrocketed as they've been in uk and europe i mean has there been any impact <laughs> on, on on that in in, 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 in malaysia yeah it's, it, it does not really impacted much uh at this point of time but but uh there's a lot of uh conversation being uh it happened uh, to discuss about uh, prices and so on, but I don't want. <laughs> I really want, don't want to go into that area. No, but so, as of now, there has not been like because you know when like I again I was in 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 UK um, a week back and and spent a couple of weeks there meeting prospects mm-hmm. and customers. I think one of the things, one of the major drivers that's actually getting people to focus mm-hmm. on digital technology is the fact that the, now the cost of energy, which is electricity or both electrical and thermal, is is very high. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, English, what, I mean, yeah. it's quite different in Malaysia because uh, we are quite uh, heavily subsidized in terms of energy. So ah. that's another, uh, I can say, is a is a pro and con when you subsidize and people don't really take care of that. Uh, so when when it's cheap, you don't want to try to Correct. save. I mean, that's that's Correct. there. Uh, that's Correct. there. So. I think uh, you know, and and again, I think you your company has a product, or you have a product on 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 like which is around CMMS. And and one of the things mm-hmm. I wanted to say, what is before I go to my my last question for this particular podcast, 
what what are the challenges you are facing when it comes to enabling people to use a, use use cmms mm-hmm. okay um just even, any even with all that even with yeah. all that change mm-hmm. conversations and stuff but i'm sure you you face certain on the ground challenges in implementation right. what are those uh, mostly people think that uh, technology is is a silver bullet so that will be the biggest and the most important thing that we face currently. Mm. I think that technology can solve a lot of their problem without having mm. to look at their fundamental issues, which is competency, leadership, mm. and so on. Mm. So uh, when we approach or being approached, uh, we would like to set some awareness, uh, some uh, information, and we impart uh, some of our experience, knowledge to them also. Okay, this is not something that you buy and solve your problem entirely. Mm. And <clears throat> key uh, decision making for them is uh, how actually uh, tangible benefits that they can have. So this is the key uh, challenges that we have uh, in Malaysia. It's, it's quite relatively new to a lot of people, mm. uh, even for CMMS, even mm. for CAFM. Uh, they would like to know more and they would like to experience it and see it happen. And it will take like really long lead time for them to actually adopt to that um, technology, I mm. can say. Mm-hmm. And and you've, I mean, I, I, I think you'll have to take take the names, but uh, are you seeing a lot of uh, the incumbents or the new age startups, which are doing a lot of work around CMMS and stuff globally, also entering Malaysia? Is that happening? Uh, or it's still pretty much... Uh, um, just the incumbents and and the and the local local players that are there in Malaysia right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. The thing with CMMS, much of the operation is uh, localized, so they aren't much um foreign startups or foreign um players that came into the space in Malaysia because it's mm. merely driven by uh, local processes, operation, and so on. So there's a lot of, uh, I know that there's a lot of uh, companies also go into the areas uh, where they wanted to help companies automate their process flow, automation, um, work, work, operation, and so on. Mm. But mm. Uh, it's good, it's good in a way. It keeps the soccer industry alive with a lot of uh, more... Uh, makes it more competitive and, and, yeah. and, and stuff that's yeah. obviously there so i think uh you know uh thanks thanks so much Zul, for 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 it i mean so it probably brings me to to my last question you know one of the last questions if i, if yeah. I, if I <laughs> you mentioned my, it twice already <laughs> yes yeah, so i've mentioned it already so that's why I'm, I'm probably correcting okay this could be one of the last <laughs> no, 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 I, okay. I i don't okay. i don't promise you <laughs> okay <laughs> what's 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 your forecast uh for the industry for the coming year Mm, okay this is or, or or what are the couple of things you're looking forward to yeah i really hope that uh i've been uh in specific malaysia local context um mm. for the industry to move ahead uh stop with the labeling whether it's uh, 4.0 sdg ESG. yeah yeah i understand that some requirement and compliances need to be done but let's let's go ahead with change uh, transformation and starting with the organization and with people itself because technology is just merely a tool it's basically to enhance the human uh, participation in that industry regardless of uh, what industry you are in let's Perfect. go into that discussion mm-hmm. okay
that that will be my focus it will be difficult in the next couple of years but that's where most of the innovation happen actually the difficult time push people to better ideas uh, better solutions and so on no, I'm really hopeful. <laughs> I couldn't agree more with you. I mean, I, I think, and, and I think as you quite rightly said, this is probably not going to happen alone in 2023. In fact, this probably could be can, can be the can be the sort of the guiding guiding force forever. Because I think uh, you know a lot of and I again a lot of people like us who who probably have not like or who've gone through those those cycles who've, who've come from working either working with the people on the shop floor or actually doing it themselves uh, do realize and see it that that technology is a mere enabler it's a means to an end it's not the end in itself and mm-hmm. i think if 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 the industry at large could could uh, could recognize and when i say industry uh, absolutely right uh, so it's not just the it's not just the fm asset owners and, and consultants and and vendors i think everyone put together mm-hmm. if they can realize that if we can find a way in which we can empower the uh, the blue collar workforce help them make better decisions uh, yeah. help them be at more ease i think there is mm-hmm. there is this transformation which can then uh, obviously truly come in the most inclusive mm-hmm. inclusive yeah. manner uh, yeah just, so just just make the workplace much more better for the facility management team that's the make goal yeah but i think <laughs> that's interesting and but but i think again when you look at and, and and you know so this is not a question but just a just a discussion with this thing that's where i have my disagreements on on the, when you look at workplace from the perspective of a white collar workforce and when you look at the workplace from the perspective of the blue collar is so very different now yes. when you look at the softwares that have been that have been taken out are largely for white collar workforce like you know i mean you obviously have cmms but again when you think of it everyone says that hey we'll do digital transformation we'll do data driven but mm. here you have people who who don't have requisite data skills how are you really enabling mm. them to go for the next leap so i think that's the biggest challenge i mean uh, really i mean uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, but but i agree with you if any organization that can solve for it is like miles mm-hmm. ahead in the in this yeah. uh, in this in this race to 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 win the transformation um, uh, in that sense but thanks you like always it's a pleasure talking to you and as yes, promised, yes. i have no Likewise. more questions i have no more questions <laughs> so, so just to just to just to just to recap so probably malaysia is like no different to any other country in the similar space um, a bit of pessimism some early movers uh, a lot of yeah. opportunity lot of growth and 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 a lot of optimism to look forward to and and one uh, one one uh, inspiration that zul gives us is that uh, don't get lost in themes don't get lost in words don't get lost in nomenclature focus on 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 what really Making needs to be done better. <laughs> making things better and and then yeah. whatever comes your way yeah, uh, yeah, really yeah, comes yeah, your yeah, way yeah yeah now, that's that's it thank you so much zul okay. once again for your, you, for your time yep. pleasure to have you take care yeah. same here okay bye